This is Churro Bites with Churro. It's been at least a week and like a week and a half since my last one. Uh, I guess unannounced hiatus, which I always do. Which is bad for my, um, it's bad for the brand, it's bad for um, engagement, I guess. But I don't know, sometimes you just kind of feel out of it creatively. And um, I haven't had many good ideas lately, but I do have a lot. Um, I have at least three or four subjects that I had written down already. I have the notes for already. And I have one recording uh, completed that I just need to edit. It's just I've been real lazy about this kind of stuff. So I guess I'm going to try to come back to it. Um, yeah, that's basically it. I'll just try to be around more. So to kick it off, I got a new microphone for Christmas. I'm, I'm barely testing it out. Sorry to the producer who was very thoughtful in giving these to me, but I never had the opportunity. I always forget to bring them and then I didn't know how to set them up. I think they're only, they're only really meant for like, um, like one-on-one face-to-face kind of recordings. So I have that on me right now. Hopefully the sound quality is better. Hopefully, hopefully it doesn't pick up all the stuff that I have in the background. Cause there's always dogs barking out here. But anyways, to start off again, I'm just gonna, this is gonna be a real easy subject. This is gonna, this is probably gonna be one of the shorter episodes. Cause remember when it was just me, it was always, um, bites. It was supposed to be short episodes to begin with, but I think people like when they're longer anyway. But anyways, today I'm gonna be doing. Uh, today I'm gonna be going down a list of my favorite video games. Here we go. There's about 19 in total. So let's get to it. First is Tenchu: Wrath of Heaven. It is the first game I ever played. It was a stealth game for the like PlayStation and the Xbox. And yeah, it was pretty cool. I mean. It was like my very first exposal to video games in general. And I still remember like the music and like the um, mechanics of the game, which is weird because like it's a game because it's a game that's based off of some culture. It's, it's like, you know, ninjas in Japan, right? But at the time I couldn't even speak or understand English, but then I got, I got it, you know? I um, understood what was going on, I guess. And that was my introduction to video games. Tenchu itself is no longer in existence. The The series itself is like done and over. But there was, there was supposed to be a remake. But that project ended up being um, Sekiro, if you've ever played that game. That was going to be a new game in the Tenchu series, but eventually just became its own IP. But yeah, number one, Tenchu. Number two, Metal Gear Solid 3. Oof. Well, let me tell you what. That game right there, it's like playing a James Bond movie. Which says a lot because there are James Bond games, but I mean, Metal Gear Solid 3 is just like the storytelling and like how cinematic the game is. I guess crazy. Like, and then there's always the Hideo Kojima kind of stuff where it goes from like regular and now you're fighting a dude who's like controlling bees 
and then the oldest sniper known to man and all these other crazy things that are just spoilers but yeah James Bond style stealth mechanics crazy story and the theme song it's probably one of the best ones of like any game any opening theme song really number three is Metal Slug Metal Slug is a arcade game it's a shoot 'em up you control these little dudes scrolling in a 2d space dodging bullets and shooting and you get power-ups and stuff like that I think that was the first co-op co-op game I ever played I would uh, usually find them around in like what's it called laundromats and stuff like that and yeah I mean it was fun it's like one of those things I grew up doing with my brother and has a really really uh not really really but it's a it's a decent soundtrack like it does what it's supposed to I guess number four would be house of the dead which is a rail shooter in case you don't know what rail shooters are it's whenever you have a cabinet an arcade cabinet and there's a screen and you get your little weapon that's like connected to the screen the weapon itself shoots out a laser to some sensors that are like connected to the screen so wherever you shoot the laser to it's supposed to shoot straight out right but most of the time it's like skewed or whatever just so they can get more money out of you but the whole point is you point and you shoot and it shoots the laser to the screen and whatever feedback it gets off that you know your character shoots a barrel your character shoots a person rail shooters right it's a straight rail straight line that's why it's called a rail shooter but anyways you know that's like one of the biggest examples of rail shooters I think most people recognize the series itself maybe not by the name but like if you were to see it just out in general you probably recognize it be like oh yeah it's that one it's the one with the zombies house of the dead go figure number five is time crisis 3 which happens to be my personal favorite rail shooter I think it's the only um there's not really much special to it like it's cool you get your action, you know, the screen flips and you're like shooting people while you're parachuting and stuff like that. You know, typical action movie kind of stuff. But I don't know, it just, it felt more balanced to me than the usual ones. Like by the time I uh, played this one, I think they already released like Time Crisis 5 or something. So there is newer ones and then there is the older ones too. But I felt like 3 was the most balanced and it was like the easiest to play and like the machine itself wasn't like what's the phrase it wasn't altered in the way that it would make me lose money but yeah that ended up being the only uh, rail shooter that I played from start to finish I think it only took me like two retries which is saying a lot number six is Street Fighter Alpha Street Fighter itself is like one of the most well-known arcade arcade games but alpha is when they started like going faster you know if you play this the original street fighter versus like whatever's out right now there's a huge difference obviously because of you know street fighter one being on arcade and street fighter i don't know five right now is on home consoles like the P playstation 4 xbox one or whatever very different um specs on the machines that they run 
but the gameplay itself like street fighter one's like super slow like you jump up and then you wait to land and you punch now in these you're going to do air combos air blocks you're doing throws you're doing all this other stuff all these other mechanics that are you know built up over the years compared to how it was in the original street fighter alpha was the first one where you could actually move you know like there's a big boost in like that um gameplay speed and movement speed so it was more uh, not so much frantic as it was more active you know it was uh more modernized i guess but yeah you get your same characters and you once you learn a moveset for one of these they mostly stay the same like i always play ryu which is like i know the most basic kind of pick but he is the main character and all his, his movesets pretty much like everybody knows his moveset you know, everyone knows how to pop off a Hadouken. So yeah, you know, bread and butter kinds of movesets. That's the kinds of characters I play. Simple and effective and, you know, I don't really need to do much to learn the mechanics. But yeah, that's when I started playing Ryu. Number seven. Yeah. Super Smash Brothers. Super, Super Smash Brothers. Um... Yeah, Super Smash Bros. Over the years, I started off with the Nintendo 64 one, but I think the one that I played the most growing up was Brawl. Brawl? No, Melee. Whichever one was the one for the GameCube, because I used to go over to my friend's house, because I didn't have one. Shout out to Eric, who had like all the video games growing up. I would go over to his house and play Smash Bros. And I mean, it's just one of those games, like it's a, it's a party game. Everyone knows how to play that one. And they still make new ones. And, you know, every character that I used to play carried on. I could still play him now, but I mostly... I don't really play as much now because, like... The scope of the people playing now, it's like, if I try to go online and play, I'm just going to get crushed. Because people take that game way too seriously. Like, it's supposed to be a party game. But now there's like, I think the consensus, the consensus is that it is still a party game. Most people try to treat it like it's a fighting game. Like if I went on to play Tekken, like I expect, I know what I'm getting into. But like Super Smash Bros, like if you were to pull up Super Smash Bros in like an actual party and you just like go off on everybody, nobody's going to be impressed by that. And it's just going to be like, damn, like it's just a game, you know? And that's kind of the the uh, mindset that I take going into it. But then everybody plays like three stocks, no items, final destination only. Which kind of takes the fun away from the game. That's what I see with it. Number eight is Dark Souls. Yeah. Number nine is Fallout New Vegas. Which is my favorite game of all time. New Vegas itself isn't like super, you know, innovative. It's not super, um, what's the phrase? It's not really all that, but, um, I think for what it does, it's, it's very good for what it tries to do. Like it's a, the story's okay. The atmosphere is really good. You know, it's, it's not super complicated. I think everybody could really get into it if they wanted to. 
and um, there is some quality of life improvements compared to you know some of the older games if you compare it to the first one yeah it's definitely better but if you compare it to I don't know like Fallout 3 I think it was better just just because of the story and then also you get actual iron sights which Fallout 3 was something that really annoyed me whenever you're aiming down a weapon it would just like move it up a little bit you wouldn't even be aiming it would, it's like you basically just picked it up and that was it but yeah the story and then the wacky wasteland stuff was better uh the dlc i wasn't super crazy about but there was like a whole bunch of stuff to get on with that and um yeah i mean i put in like maybe 300 hours into that game which doesn't seem like a lot but that's a lot to me because i don't really play video games that much but for me to i mean it's been like what three systems that i've played it on and i still play it like it's it's lived it's lived past its uh i don't know expiration date i guess because most of these games on older consoles kind of get forgotten and they become obsolete but i still have it with me i still play it sometimes number 10 um uncharted series uncharted isn't really my super favorite but i thought i should mention it just because it's like it's a it's a decent game it's fun the the latest one which was like the final one quote unquote was really good in some ways and then some other ways i was like damn like the ending i was kind of expecting something else but yeah and it's one another one of those games that just kind of plays like a movie you know you do you act like you're putting something into it but it mostly it mostly just moves itself which is fine with me because i think for what it does it it does it pretty good you know it's like i think that's the only way i can describe it it's just a game that plays like a movie number 11 is persona 4 persona 4 golden i should say which has one of the most memorable soundtracks of all time I think if you played it, you would know. But yeah, um, Persona is a very popular JRPG. Um, I think I played it going into high school. So yeah, you know, there's that nostalgia factor. I think nostalgia is a big part of P4G in general too. Like, I think I heard somewhere that that was the point of the the opening song was that like it loops around. So like, if you keep playing it. Like, it just restarts, right? Like, it's like, you finish the game and you play it again. It's like playing it all over again, right? Just because of the nostalgia attached to it. But anyways, yeah, Persona 4 Golden. Number 12 is Earthbound slash Undertale. The reason why I have them both together is because they're very similar. Like, obviously, it's because Undertale was influenced by Earthbound and other games like that. But I mean, Earthbound, playing through that, lots of nostalgia, uh, some good music, that weird, you know, like final boss encounter, and then Undertale, it's kind of the same way, you know, for obvious reasons. You know, you have your, your music, you have your weird characters, you have your crazy final boss situation, and yeah, it's just one of those games that just kind of sticks with you, you know? It's not super vibrant, it's not super there, it's not like etched into your soul, but it's definitely one of those games you remember. 
Yeah. Number 13 is Super Mario 64. And yeah, it's just one of those games, you know, it's I think it was like the flagship game of the 64, but I think a lot of people remember playing it. Like it's one of those uh, earlier experiences for a lot of gamers. I had a lot of good memories with it. I played it a lot uh, growing up and then also when I lived in Mexico for a while. So I have a lot of good memories with that game. And then, you know, growing up, you see a lot of people doing a lot of weird stuff with it. Like, I think the first time I heard of speedrunning was with that game. And then, um, people make glitches and people do mods and then there is ports and stuff like that but i never played them number 14 is uh mortal kombat unchained which i think was the portable version of mortal kombat deadly alliance which wasn't that great of a game if you ask like people and critics but i think it was weird because of the way it was presented like it was like an rpg but it was a fighting game like you controlled this um this random dude and you could walk across like all the universes in that game and i thought that was cool because like they never really explored something like that in um any of the other games like any of the storylines in any of the other games you just basically fight other characters with like a certain character for three matches and then it, it gives you like a plot a plot point and then you know you switch to the next character fight three people get another plot point and then just rinse and repeat but in that one there was like a good amount of exploration you can do and i thought that was cool because like sometimes you just be out in the forest and you see like random characters like running around and like weird stuff pops up next to you and i thought that was cool maybe i just like exploration but yeah that's the reason why it's on this list number 15 Dragon Ball Z Budokai Tenkaichi 3. So this was one of those um, versus fighters, but you know, Dragon Ball obviously. But I mean, this game itself was like huge. Like there was customization. It had like almost every single character. It had all the story, all the storylines from like the beginning of Dragon Ball to like GT. It was such a big game for the time and I was I remember thinking like damn like this is a lot like I think that was it was just because back then like the PS2 era you used to actually get like so games would be like $60 or so but you would get like a full use out of those $60 compared to now where you buy like a $60 base game and then it's like four rounds of like $15 DLC and all these different costume packs and stuff like that but in this game like back in the day they didn't really make DLC. So you, you paid your $60 and you got your full game and then some. But yeah, I mean, this one takes the cake just because of the, the sheer amount of characters. And then you think you're done with it and then you find all the Dragon Balls and then you get some more and it's crazy. I just, that's been like the standard to me, like video games, because like I said, nowadays you don't really get the full game. So it's rare when I ever see games like that where you get like a $60 game is what I call them. Because you know, if I pay the full price, I expect to get like a good amount of enjoyment for what I paid for it. Next one is um, 
Next one is Call of Duty World at War. Which I know Call of Duties aren't like the most innovative, aren't the most, I don't know, groundbreaking games out there. But World at War was different. And I think it was because they introduced the Zombies minigame, a co-op game mode. I like the World War II storyline, but I think it was mostly because of um, the Zombies. I mean, all through middle school, I got like so much... I don't know enjoyment out of that because I, I that was like when I first started playing like online games with other people so that's something that kind of stuck with me but I mean in 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 of itself it's not really that special but you know me playing games with my friends and stuff like that I guess that's what made it special to me so to speak number 17 we have Left 4 Dead 2 you know, it's a fun game, solo and co-op. But yeah, I remember it was another one of those games that I would go over to my friend Eric's house and then we we try to beat the campaign through and we end up dying and we still end up trying. And it's just one of those games. It's one of those games. I guess a lot of the games, I guess you can see the common, the thing that they have in common is that, you know, I played them with my friends and it was something that we did a lot. And that's why it kind of stuck with me, which I guess makes sense, you know? Obviously, if if you play, like, some indie game and you just kind of play through it, it won't really make much of an impression with you. But if you have something that you enjoy and you, like, make memories out of, it's probably going to stick with you, right? Number 18 is Breath of the Wild. Breath of the Wild was one of the newer Zelda games. And I mean... The game is just really, really big. It's another one of those $60 games that I mentioned. So, I mean, your map is like, what, six times the size of Skyrim? It's like, not really as empty as Skyrim, because I remember Skyrim is just like a lot of forest, and then there's a cave, and then there's like maybe a sword in the cave. But in Zelda, you know, there's lots for you to explore. There's all these temple challenges. There's all the Korok seeds. You know, the story isn't super amazing, but you know, it's there. And just the the amount of thought that went into the game, even with just like what you can do and like the physics that are required to like pull off some of the stunts, you know, people are going crazy. People are still discovering stuff about that game right now. Like it's crazy that there's that much thought put into it. And like, there's, there's still a lot more you can do with that game. Even without the story and without, I don't know, the challenges and stuff, there is still a lot, um, a lot of, uh, what's the phrase? I don't know, it's just, it's just crazy the amount of thought that was put into the game. Number 19 is Animal Crossing, and I just mean Animal Crossing in general, because, you know, there's stuff I like about the newer games compared to the older ones, and there's stuff I like about the older ones compared to the newer ones. But yeah, it's just one of those games, you know, that's brought me closer to some people that I know. It's a good amount of customization. It's a very peaceful kind of game. Like, I remember seeing on Twitter, people were like, like, what's the point of the game? There's no real point, you know. You make of it what you want. You have the option. But, you know, it's just relaxing, like, getting... 
getting through to your villagers, talking to them, customizing the town the way you want it to look. You know, it's uh, stuff like that that appeals to people, I guess. That's appealing to me. And then last but not least, we have Yakuza 0, which is one of the newer entries in the series. I mean, that's what got me into the series in general. Like, that game blew up. It's crazy because it blew up because someone posted about uh, Nugget, which is a chicken you can hire to manage your real estate, uh, real estate empire. And it blew up because of that tweet and like, because of that, like a lot of people got into the game. And I was like a super popular series now, you know, you're getting actual like, I don't know, remakes and stuff for it. But yeah, it's another one of those $60 games. Cause I mean, you get two different stories that combine into one. You get to play as uh, another one of the characters that people really liked that before you never got to play as. Um, there's outfits you can change into, you know, all the different side quests that are like interesting. There's a whole bunch of mini games. There's a photo card thing, which was, oof, let me tell you, boy. And then, um, yeah, it was an interesting story, I guess. And then I guess now going into like all the other games from the series that I played, it's it's kind of um, a bigger deal now, I guess. That, now that I know more about the world and the characters themselves, like, oh, like this was foreshadowed. This was, you know, they made this connection. They did this, they did that. And yeah, I think it's definitely gonna be one of my favorite games of all time. And that's about it for my list. That was like, what, 20? I think that's good enough. There's probably more games that I, I like, but I don't really think about it that way. Like, um, Shadow of the Colossus is good. It's like one of those games, you know? But it's not one of my favorites. And, um, yeah, I mean, there's probably other stuff that I missed out that I, this is just on my personal opinion, I guess. You can tell that a lot of these games meant more to me because it's, of how I played them and like what I experienced while I was playing them and I guess stuff like that but yeah if this was my coming back this is my uh, comeback subject I guess and hopefully I get the motivation to keep doing more because I think I do have more I think I do have more to say and it's just better for me to have this hobby so I want to keep going with it but anyways, let me know. Let me know what kind of games you like. Let me know what you're into. Uh, I plugged my uh, socials before, but I'm still waiting on getting replies. That's really my um my goal with this podcast is having enough people to where I actually get responses to my questions. But other than that, it's not like there's a real goal to it. But yeah, um, contact me. Let me know what kind of games you like I'm on Instagram at um, Parting Waves that's W-A-V-V-E-S instead of uh, two W's W-A-V-V-S right and then also on Twitter at Flip Trick Taco so yeah just let me know hopefully I actually have some people respond and um, thanks for listening see ya